Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, in which we take a light-hearted look at a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through the stories of true crime to find an event that took place on this week in history. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester Hello and Rue Turner Hello Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can and if you can't, you can always email us to stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk and in appreciation of every five-star review, we'll give you a shout-out on a future episode. So the date we're looking at this week is the 7th of May, and in 1896, Dr. Henry Howard Holmes was executed for the murder of his business partner, Benjamin Pitzel. But the fraudster, polygamist, arsonist and killer was so notorious, he's even been suspected of being Jack the Ripper. And H.H. Holmes has gone down in history as America's first serial killer. Right, right. First serial killer? No, there's been the, uh, no rec- no serial killings up to up till then. Correct. That's rubbish. <laughs> That's absolute rubbish. But anyway, <laughs> two things that make make you kind of ask a, a very quick question is: America's first serial killer was thought to be Jack the Ripper in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why did it? Why was he? I would argue hard with a with a transatlantic brush most of the people in the world <laughs> most of the people in the world were being accused of being Jack the Ripper at that time right okay um, right okay so he was even accused of that yeah right right I don't know about you but I like a uh, a late 19th century murder uh, what's the specific appeal of the late 19th century it couldn't have been me <laughs> At either end of the knife, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so H.H. Holmes was originally born Herman Webster Mudgett uh, in 1861 right. in New Hampshire. He was married at 19 to a woman named Clara Lovering. Now, she was his first wife. Yep. And he married two other women later on without ever getting a divorce. So mm-hmm. he's a polygamist. Oh, sorry. That's why you said that. Yes, in his CV. Yeah. And in the introduction. He studied medicine. He graduated in 1884 from the University of Michigan. And while he was in Michigan, Clara, his wife, moved back to New Hampshire. So they'd already separated. Right. He travelled a lot around the US and working in lots of different places. So he worked in New York and Philadelphia. And he's already setting himself up a nice little CV doing like um, insurance scams and fraud. He was accused at some one point of horse theft while in uh, Texas. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you were going to say he was a travelling doctor. Yeah. Something. But no, no, he okay. just moved around. He worked in hospitals and like pharmacies and things. Right, okay. Yep. As a educated person, but he did a load of scams as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he he's travelling around being highly educated on the one hand and, and being, very fraudy on the other hand. Yeah. Basically. Very yeah. fraudy. Devious. Yeah. In fact he started his uh, insurance fraud um, when he was in college still. He he, oh. he was using medical cadavers to defraud life insurance companies even while he was in his education Gosh. several times apparently. So how would you do that? You would insure a dead thing person you take out a policy on a person who, who has died t- turns up dead oh right yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they were in a medical lab <laughs> yes of course they were yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well um, you know you'd assume those people are fairly anonymous at that point of death yeah in order yeah. to be able to do that though i don't know i don't know the detail of how he did, uh, 19th century life insurance fraud. 
When was when was insurance invented? I bet it was a right load of waste of time back in <laughs> whenever they whenever they invented it. I bet it was. I mean, it's pretty bad now, but imagine what it's back then. Yep, my wife's dead. Yep. Oh, really, sir? Yeah. As you, yeah. As <laughs> There's clearly co- a lot of that covered in on. blood. Yeah. <laughs> insurance is invented in the Stone Age. As soon as someone had a thing. Yeah. I said, I tell you what, I've lost me rock. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's essentially gambling, though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. You, yeah. you like that rock, don't you? I bet you yeah. one yeah. day you'll lose that rock. Yeah. Yeah. And if I win, yeah. <laughs> you pay me some gravel. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, okay. So he's been in various northeast cities. Yeah, uh, we're all over. Peddling his. Uh, yeah, it's been you know, Texas. Yeah, all over Pennsylvania, Texas, right. all around. Okay. So in 1886, he moved to Chicago, mm-hmm. and that's where he starts using the name H. H. Holmes. Oh yes, of course, because he was called Herbert or something, wasn't Herman, it? Herman, Herman Mudgett. Sorry, Hermie Mudgett. Um, he got a job working in a pharmacy near Jackson Park in Chicago. Yeah. And around that time, he married his second wife, Martha Belknap. Despite not having divorced his first wife. But that's bigamy! Yes, and that's bigamy too. It's big of all of us. Let's be big for a change. Yeah, I mean, he later, apparently, he said he sued for divorce, but the likelihood is that um, Clara, his first wife, never even knew, um, <laughs> never even knew that, he was, that she was going to be divorced. It didn't go through, so they were still married. Do you sue for divorce? Well, you file for divorce. Yeah. Oh, right, sorry. So you made a f- f- error of word usage then? No, you could say that. <laughs> Can you? Yeah. Can you sue for divorce? Yeah. Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> Don't know. Basically, you're, you're alleging something has taken place and you want recompense, which is to be separated. Okay, all right, fine. Let's not fall out over... Let's not <laughs> let's not let's not get a divorce ourselves. <laughs> um okay, so he's remarried then. Right. Fine. They always get remarried, don't they? Yeah. He's <laughs> a, a bounder and a cat. Yeah. So in 1887, while he's working at his pharmacy, he bought a large plot of land opposite the, the drugstore on the other side of the road and starts building a two-story building. So the plan is it's got uh, uh, shops on the ground floor and like apartments on the second floor. Oh. It also has a basement. So this is in 1887. Later on, he's going to expand it more, but this is how it starts building. The problem he has is that while it, well, while he's building this place, is he doesn't pay people. He doesn't pay the architects. He doesn't pay the. I was just about to ask, where did he get all the money to build all this? But anyway, yeah, <laughs> carry on. Yeah, and uh, you know he and he fires some of the contractors. You know, and he brings in new contractors. So it's being built piecemeal by different people. Yeah. Okay. Who aren't properly getting paid. So yes. obviously he's getting a building slowly built a bit at a time. So you could say, can you do this? And then you could you could allege, oh, that's not good enough. You're fired. And it was yeah. probably perfectly fine. Then you bring in someone else to do the same. Then you could get a, a building built for free. But I'm assuming he came a cropper, but... Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I mean, he ended up having to pay. He did get sued, so he did have to pay... You know, some some of the people, but he uh, he obviously got quite a lot out of all these contractors he was firing or or who walked off the job. By the way, Rook, can you hear us? <laughs> oh, right, fine. <laughs> You're just listening. <laughs> well, uh, no, I'm just, I'm just yeah, 
being the polite conversationalist and waiting for gaps. But there aren't any. (laughs) It's fine. But in. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) We're talking about... uh, Buildings. A man building a building. Building a house, yeah. For free. In fact, one of his creditors, a man named John de Bruel, he uh, died in 1891. Now, interestingly, he, he died in the drugstore. Opposite. He, he, yeah, we're in the drugstore where Holmes was working, and Holmes was witness to him basically dropping dead in the shop. Yeah, right. Is that, um, is that like... I'd say, you wouldn't if you killed someone. Yeah, it's not it's not known really whether Holmes had anything to do with it. But oh, okay. in view of what we know of Holmes, it's right. quite possible <laughs> that, uh, that well, you he know, had a hand in it. That's another way of getting your. So hang on, who was this? The guy who died? Did he help build his house? It was an investor. Yeah, so go. Holmes owed him yeah. money. Yeah, get rid of him. Yeah, ah, you out. You out. Um, and the following year, 1892, he starts putting on a third floor. So this house is getting even bigger, right. this building. Yeah. That's a third floor. Now, he's intending that it's going to be a hotel because the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition, or what we was probably better known as the Chicago World's Fair, yep. is about to take place uh, the following year, 1893. And so his plan was he's going to have these extra rooms as, as uh, hotel rooms or apartments. Okay, out. yeah, yeah. But this this house is very very interesting. Let, let me tell you about this house. The ground floor has got like retail spaces, including the pharmacy that you set up. Yep. The third floor is partially constructed. It's got hotel rooms. The second floor, though, is bizarre. The downstairs is open to anybody, even cops. But the upstairs is private. Okay. It's got maze of corridors and stairways. It's got. 51 doorways that lead to brick walls it's right. allegedly got like a hundred rooms but all no with no windows right well i suppose if if a new set of builders comes in every fortnight it's quite likely yeah. to end up like that isn't it yeah, yeah absolutely yeah i mean it sounds like the winchester house where you just like you keep building a thing and you know just and then you like you build a stairway to a room and then you brick up the room and move it change it yeah so 51 doors meaning actual doors that you open and there's a wall there there's a wall there yeah i mean i can understand two doors can you Mm. 51 (laughs) how many doors have you got in your house that open up onto a a brick wall if it's that kind of higgledy design and craftsmanship don't just say higgledy and then move on without saying higgledy (laughs) (laughs) Higgledy, Higgledy, Higgledy design, Higgledy Piggledy, yeah I suppose you're right, Piggledy, you can't just say Piggledy, you can't leave that hanging in the air, Piggledy, yeah you're right, okay, the, so what with all this flim flam design, (laughs) the design was very much Higgledy as you say, Piggledy, 51, Doors that 51 go doorways that go nowhere. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, corridors, stairways that go nowhere, maze of corridors. There's a nice, cosy little place you got here, sir. Crazy, but cosy. Yay! But more sinister, there was there was at least one room that was completely uh, airtight. airtight. <laughs> I yeah. knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. And it had um, gas pipes feeding into oh, it. Oh, God. So basically, it was a gas chamber. 
Oh, really? Uh, at least one. And the gas is so terrifically lifting that it lifts you right off the ground like a balloon. There were uh, oh. torture rooms set what? up in there. This yeah, is yeah. the, uh, on your left, is the tor- <laughs> torture room. Oh, sorry, that's a, brick, that's a brick wall. That's a brick wall, yeah. <laughs> it's one of these doors. Yeah, I heard, oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. There's uh, chutes that lead down past the retail units to the basement. Large A slide kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, dear. And then down in the basement, there's acid vats, quick climb pits, and a crematorium. Right. So this this house is, is that, purpose built. Are these everyday, everyday items in in the old Chicago Midwest? <laughs> well, one assumes everyone needs a personal crematorium in their basement and acid bath, acid vats, torture room. Yeah, because you know when your close relative living in your house dies, you want options. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know. You want. Well, he's he's already had a customer dying. In front of him in the pharmacy, he doesn't want that happening again. Some well, exactly. It's just being prepared. That's all. As well as uh, the furnaces and the um, quicklime pits, etc. In the basement, there was also like surgical tables and things. Oh, God. Um, there was yep. like you know, medical tools and everything. This was all discovered in in 1894 after uh, the arrest. After, oh, right? Good. Yeah. <laughs> the police walked in on him doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Or as we know, the police would have walked in, had a good look round and saw nothing suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Came back three months later. <laughs> yeah, they visited four times and on the fourth attempt they found <laughs> a, an odd smell. <laughs> yep. So basically, yes, torture rooms and gas chambers in the second floor, surgical tables downstairs for dissection and what have you, and then incineration. So he'd set himself up uh, an industrial death House. Cool, so it's like a hotel for monsters? Yes, exactly. A hotel for monsters. Way to sum it up. Yeah. Mm. I mean, on, on the basis that his profession and education was medical, I, I mean, obviously I don't know, but I'm assuming he could explain quite a lot of the rooms away as, I don't mean a well, the gas room, but <laughs> but the medical table and the, you know, could could be explained away as oh this is my uh, whatever ampu- amputation area yeah in the basement of my home rather yeah. than in a, a yeah. hospital because <laughs> he works there as well and that's the pharmacy and that's the drugstore blah 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 of of where yeah. he works but I, I think mean, even I the most I'm... multi-skilled pharmacist should be. Conducting yeah, I don't surgery. Know I'm trying to defend his setup. <laughs> uh, I think it's a little bit questionable. Okay, all right, fine. I mean, one of the things that I mean might uh, uh, assuage your any concerns is yeah. the fact that Holmes also made another sideline because he was quite the entrepreneur, mm-hmm. selling skeletons for medical study. <laughs> so I wonder course, where he got he them did. from. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. All you have to do is tell me what it's worth to you. What's a person worth? To no, you? no, no, no. What's one worth to you? We're <laughs> selling skeletons. Yeah, of course he did. Oh yeah, I got a pharmacy. I have medical supplies. S- Why wouldn't I have human bones lying around? Skeletons. Get your <laughs> skeletons. Yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. Why not? By the way, all that information that you've just told us was that subsequently found out after he'd done a load of murders or is this like people knew about this no the... <laughs> already 
<laughs> and still booked hotel rooms. Yeah. <laughs> is that a, is that an ice cream van? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can keep that in. <laughs> One bit that would be useful to clarify for me, and at least anyway, um, is, is are we using US or UK floor numbering? Because when well, you say on the, the first floor and the second floor... What's the difference? Because well, in the US, the first floor is the ground floor. Is yeah, it? well, what I, did, yeah. what I did there is I surreptitiously put in, I said the ground floor, and then I said the second floor and the third floor. So I'm <laughs> ah, actually mixing, yes. I, I'm mixing my... Nomenclature. For the purposes of transatlantic recognition and understanding. <laughs> yeah. I said the ground floor and then the second and third. It's actually uh, for the US listeners, floors one, two, and three, and for UK listeners, it's ground first and second. And he had a he had a lift on the ground floor, but on the first floor he had an elevator. <laughs> By the way, the um, yeah. of all the things that you've just de- described, torture yeah. room, gas <laughs> room, medical yeah. chopping up room, Rue says, uh, can I just ask about the, <laughs> the ground floor? Uh, <laughs> What level nomenclature I, are we using? Check, can I, sorry, yeah. can I just check the levels of the unit of measurement of room room height? Yeah, well, it's, it's important to be specific about these details. Fifty-one blocked I have up no doors. issues with his business. <laughs> Loaded yeah, one, doors one, blocked <laughs> up. Hundreds of rooms. Yeah. Uh, sorry, can I just check the? Uh... His architecture and business is none of my business. Yeah. 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 What he does with. It's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, we just need to understand the building, not what happened within. Okay, we've got it. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's made it all the clearer. Yeah, and and not only did he have a pharmacy on that ground floor, but also a chemist <laughs> and a drugstore. Yeah. Oh no, and an apothecary. <laughs> I was, that's, that's all the rooms filled. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking this house is a kind of macabre Sagrada Familia. Yes. You know, the, yeah. the, the church in Barcelona. Barcelona. That's, <laughs> that's also quite higgledy. And, and furthermore, <laughs> yeah. higgledy. One might say it's a hodgepodge. <laughs> that also took 300 years to build, though, didn't it? Is, well, it's, it's, it's still being built. It's still being right, built. Well, there you go, then. The technology to complete it hasn't been designed mm. And also the design will never be completed. It's not intended yeah. to ever be finished. And also it's noted for its many torture rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe An acid is the attraction. Which <laughs> yeah, is yeah. the attraction that the tourists have even to this day. Well, I mentioned the Winchester House earlier. Are you yes. familiar with the Winchester House? Uh, no, I don't think I am. Well, briefly, the Winchester House was built or at least added onto by the widow of the man who invented the Winchester rifle. Oh, yeah. Now, she claimed to be haunted by the ghosts of the people who'd been killed by his weapons. Yeah. And in order to appease them, she felt that she had to continually build, spend the money building more and more rooms and extensions on her house. And she constantly changed it. But of course, because they just kept building and building and building, there's, again, there's stairways that lead nowhere, doors that go onto rooms that uh, okay. don't, no longer exist and it's, it's amazing you can visit it it still exists wow where is it in America California where San Jose San Jose you say 
I must admit, I don't know. How'd you get there? Do you know the way? Do you know the way no, to send it? That's no good. That was too <laughs> slow. Done. Useless. <laughs> anyway, right. I'll edit it shorter. <laughs> right, okay. Do continue. Right, I've completely lost where I was now. <laughs> okay, that was. So You're on the, the ground house. floor. I was on the ground floor, thank you yeah. very much. The house. That's, yep. that's the house sorted out. Um, so, after the discovery of all these shenanigans, it was known colloquially as Holmes's Murder Castle. Good enough description. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I would have called it a killing castle or a murder <laughs> mansion. Not a. Yeah. What, would, what did you say? Murder, murder castle. That's, the, that's rubbish. It's it not alliterative. Be, needs to be a murder. Well, what what do you reckon? Murder mansion, homes of horror. <laughs> homes of yeah. horror. Exactly. God, I mean, Holmes's horror house. There's yeah. so many better names. And if you reused the three H's as well. Yeah. The horror Horrible. house of Holmes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> oh, why didn't they? Make sure you don't say anything controversial. It's like it's almost they deserve to get murdered. murder mansion massive (laughs) massive house of death (laughs) killing death villa Um. (laughs) No, no pun intended here but it seems like a bit of overkill to build this massive factory of death and only do nine people. Yeah, right. You're questioning the size you know, of the operation. No, there are, there are skinny men the... in East London that did more than that with no equipment at all. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, as I said, uh, known is a known. Yeah, that's right. true. And also, let's face it, he was caught after a certain amount of killings. It was early days. He was probably <laughs> planning a lot more, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, getting yeah. set up. Just getting, yeah. He's ironing out the kinks, you know, getting himself organised. He's bound to be teething trouble. <laughs> and also, if you if you sold skeletons, I mean, I'm assuming he didn't just sell nine and then and then dissolve the business. He um, <laughs> he, meaning various unaccounted for individuals. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's let put it this way. There's a. If you if you assign every missing person, yeah, there would have been you know many thousands. If you assign the ones you actually know, you can put names to. Yeah, okay. You've got nine. The truth is going to be somewhere in between. In between, yeah. Yeah, like ten. <laughs> well, okay. Let's say this then. Yep. When he confessed yep. to being a killer, he initially said that it was over two hundred. Oh, okay. But again, he then said that it was 27 people, although a lot of those 27 people turned out to be alive. <laughs> so I don't think you can really trust too much of, of anything that he said. He's not you know, really known as a man a of his word. man of his word, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. All right, so let me tell you about uh, Holmes's encounter with a, a young man named Marion Hedgepeth. Sorry, a man? A man. Marion. Marion. Isn't that... Um... You're thinking of John Marion Wayne. Morrison. I am, and I wasn't saying isn't that John Wayne, but isn't that John Wayne's real first real name, suggesting yes. that it's a man's name. But yeah, it's a manly man's name. Is it Marion? Right. Yeah. Yeah. From now on, 
I want you all to call me Loretta. Marion Morrison was. Uh, John yeah, Wayne. yeah. So, Mar- so we've got John Wayne as one Marion, and Marion yeah. number two, Marion Hedgepeth, was doing a 25-year sentence, and he was serving this sentence when Holmes was arrested and jailed on a charge of selling mortgaged goods in St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. in July of 1894. Now, while in that short time that he was in jail, Holmes apparently came up with a plan, an insurance scam. Um, by taking out a policy on himself and faking his own death. Now, he promised to give Hedgepeth $500 if Hedgepeth could give him the name of a lawyer who could who he could trust, you know, to come in on the scam and deal with the insurance claim. Right, yeah. That was the plan. Uh, now, Hedgepeth did give him the name of a, an attorney in St. Louis, but the plan didn't work because the insurance company refused to pay out. So the plan didn't work, but, of course, Holmes being Holmes, didn't give five hundred dollars to Hedgepeth for the for of the name of the lawyer. Yep. Five hundred dollars. What Holmes did then was he said, "Okay, well, I've still the plan didn't work, but it's still a good plan." So he decided to use the same plan, but with someone else, and that someone else was named Benjamin Pitzel. Now, Benjamin Pitzel was uh, someone that he'd become friends with. He was like a, a carpenter and a, a, a low-level criminal. And the idea was that they would fake Pitzel's death and on a $10,000 life insurance policy that his wife would claim. Okay, so the idea was Pitzer would set himself up under a false identity. They would they would blow up the building, that was the plan, okay. and then put in a, a, a cadaver. Uh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. And then claim that this man had been he was killed in. in the explosion. Yeah. Yep. But, um, of course, it was much easier for Holmes just to actually kill Pitzel. Well, yeah, I suppose it... Especially yeah. since he had a factory for the purpose. Yeah. It's a <laughs> yeah. bit much, but yeah, all right, fine. Yeah. So what he did was basically he um, <laughs> he uh, he set him on fire. Well, that w- he just set him on fire. He set him on fire. That's the way to do it. Right. Okay. And then this execution type deal. Because that happens. That happens. Yeah. Well, supposedly Holmes not pitzel out with uh, chloroform, but well, it was later they it was said at the trial that um, the chloroform had been used after Pitzel was already dead. Okay. <laughs> Which is weird. So basically he's poured benzene on yep. Pitzel and, and set him alight yep. in order to account for the chemical burns from the from the, the house yep. or the building in the fire. He did get the money. There was, a, there was an actual corpse of the right. man there. Right, right. And, yeah. Holmes, and it was him. And, yeah. So Holmes uh, collected the insurance payout on behalf of his Pitzel's wife um, but then he's basically he started chacking up with her her is he still married to the other woman yeah well by this time he's married to a third woman oh okay called uh, Georgina Yoke they get uh, married in 1894 Georgina so Yoke he's not yeah I bet he's, wa- I bet he's walking on eggshells there eh 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 <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they took wedding pictures because that would have been one for the albumen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so Holmes now has got... Are we up to four? Four wives. Wives. He's got three three wives and one... Yeah. Someone else's wife yes, that he's yes, now yes. hanging out with. Now he's asked... By the way, does she, a... does she know that he murdered her husband? No. Right. She okay, thinks fine. that he's gone away. Because <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that's, away what, that's what happens. Yeah, he's gone away. Yeah. Well, I mean, Holmes is obviously 
because of all these scams and everything else he's able to do, he's clearly quite uh, yeah. manipulative and he's mm. obviously charming and, and capable. Okay. Because everyone seems to believe everything he says without too much <laughs> question. Fine. It's a big difference between gone away and gone up in flames. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I believe that he told her that um, Mr. Pitzel was working in London. Or hiding in London, one or the other. It's fine, he's in hiding London. in London. Oh, is he? Okay, fine. Yeah, because seems, you know, she... Seems fine. She knew he was a, a petty criminal, you know. Uh, he's gone away okay, until right. the human cry dies down. No, he hadn't, okay. he hadn't just forgotten her birthday. <laughs> and is now hiding in London. But also, she made, she, the likelihood is she knew that they'd gone, gone in on this insurance scam together and obviously paid out. Yep. But she didn't know... He, he he'd actually, dead. yeah, yeah, yeah. And consequently, when uh, Holmes said, "Oh, you should probably allow me to take care of some of your children," she says, "Yeah, yeah, fine. Take care of." He and three of the five young Pitzel children yep. go travelling. They accompany him as he goes off to do more scams. Just that's it. Yep. Off you yeah. Go. Off you go. Why not? Okay. On a scam holiday. Yeah. On a scam holiday. Yeah. Uh, just to take some of the burden off her, you know, five kids. I'll look after three of them. They can come with me on a road trip. Okay. You just have the baby and the eldest. You'll be fine. I like children. For breakfast? <laughs> but what he does, actually, is that while he's in Toronto, out on one of his many trips, he forced the children, or two of the children at least, into a trunk, locked them inside, and he gassed them. What? In the trunk, yeah. Why? Because he didn't want him. I don't know. I've always just loved to kill. I've really enjoyed it. But he, he could have just left him at home. But why? So, yeah. How ten thousand dollars back then? Yes. Eighteen. I would argue is quite a lot of money and probably more than enough to live on. But the first thing he did was to <laughs> go off on a series of more scams and. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like. It, it's, it, it's never enough, is it? No, never enough. How much is $10,000 back then? It's like a serious amount of money, surely. It's, it's, it's perfectly fine now, so... Yeah. $10,000 in 1894 is yes. worth approximately $307,996.51. Right. It's quite interesting how he... I don't, know, I don't know how much time had passed, but you'd think... Actually, do you know what? I'll have a sit down with my new <laughs> shacked up partner and in as opposed to going off Is that such an inconceivable proposition? Toronto I don't think Toronto's that far away from uh what are we talking about? Chicago. But even so, the notion mm. of going off to do more scammage. Anyway, he was driven to uh to scam, clearly. Yeah, and yeah. With, with guys like him, it's not like a means to an end. He doesn't get the money and then go, all right, great, that's yeah, enough. Exactly, I'll put my yeah. feet up. You know, yeah. Scamming is what he does. And, well, also the and killing, hideous, hideous choice of going, actually, these two are, I don't need these two. In you get, which is yeah. horrendous, hell on yeah. earth. Let's play hide and seek. Yeah, quite. Yeah, well, don't forget, he's still got another child with him who he's presumably said that they've gone hiding to London or whatever yeah <laughs> everyone's hidden hiding in London yeah yeah 
Yeah, well, obviously he didn't need the other child either, so he uh, oh. went on. He, he was in get uh, two of them in the trunk. Two in the trunk, and one in Indianapolis. Ah, right, okay, right. Where he killed the young boy, Howard, with poison. Right. And then he, he chopped up the body and burned it in the fireplace. Oh, God. Oh, right. Delightful. But you, you, it's very hard to destroy bones in a fireplace. Even a child's bones, I would have thought. Well, some of the bones and some teeth were later discovered in the, in the house. Hence. how they know what happened. Hence why they know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a Philadelphia police detective who has been assigned to investigate Mr. Holmes, name of Frank Geyer, mm-hmm. and uh, he has been following him around. He's also been tracked by Pinkerton detectives out of Philadelphia. Um, there's a warrant for horse theft in Texas, so he's, a very, he's been all over the place, as I say. Mm-hmm. So people are looking for him. Now, Geyer, he discovers the bodies of the Pitzel girls in the Toronto house. Oh, blimey. Right, okay. He tracked Holmes to Indianapolis, to the rented cottage where Holmes was, and he found the remains of the boy. I found it. Oh, right. So it's building up. Yeah, exactly. In November, then, 1894, having been tracked by the Pinkertons and Geyer, they arrest Holmes in Boston, Massachusetts. Good. And he's held on the on the horse theft. I've really gone off him. Yeah. He's held on the horse theft warrant? Yeah. Right. Okay, fine. It's Turpin all over again. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the bodies, these bodies have now been found and they're investigating yes. that, the police move into the house in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that's when the police, that's when they find all these doorways and things that Yes, the massive, go nowhere. all yeah. over the place house, yeah. Yeah. And all the torture chamber things. Yeah. We don't know how much of it has been sensationalised by the press, but there's claims that, as well as what I said, there's false walls and, you know, walls that rotate and things like that. Yep. So, October 1895, Holmes goes on trial for the murder of Benjamin Pitzel. But by that point, obviously, they've already established that he's killed the three missing children. Yeah. So, to the gallows he goes. Yes. Now, I mean, as I say, there's there's definitely some that he, um, he definitely killed some people. Mostly, it seems, for profit, even just from the skeletons. Now, bearing in mind that uh, he claimed to have killed over 200 people, he confessed to 27 specific murders in Chicago and Indianapolis and Toronto. But, as I say, some of these were later found to be alive. Partly, it was because the newspaper run by William Randolph Hearst gave him $7,500 for the story. And basically, he made everything up. <laughs> he just told him a lot of nonsense. I want you to spill your guts. Tell us everything. He said that he didn't do it. Then he said he killed 200 people. Then he said he killed 27 people. Then he said that he was possessed by the devil. You know, it was, it was talking nonsense left, right and centre. By the way, why would you buy a skeleton? To hang in the corner of the room. <laughs> like in a cl- in yeah. a classroom? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'd buy one. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Or make your own. An- anatomy studies. Uh, you've got no reason to <laughs> do anatomy study. Well, for starters, it's, not, it's just bones, isn't it? There's no, there's nothing yeah. else. That about sums it up. Meaning, meaning, meaning anatomy. Bones, then muscle, then skin, then. Clothes, well, I know that, but you're not buying here's a bag of muscles, are you? It's, Underneath it's, his clothes, it's just some bones. 
Well, it is in my case. Would you? <laughs> you wouldn't buy a skeleton, would you? Um, certainly a skull. Yeah. <laughs> what kind to of drink quote? Out of. What kind of quote is that? <laughs> certainly a skull. Yeah. A number of times I've trolled eBay looking for one. Uh, anybody got a skull? I'm sure that's not allowed. <laughs> skulls on eBay. Yeah, you have to be licensed to handle that kind of stuff. But right, was it from a bloke in <laughs> Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Holmes, he wrote uh, an autobiography while he was in yeah. captivity called Holmes's Own Story. There's, um, there's definitely a better title <laughs> for that. Not a word of lie in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holmes, Holmes under the hammer. Yep, <laughs> that one. A Holmes truth. Holmes yeah. truth. Exactly. Oh, God, too there easy. Um, House and Holmes. Yeah. Not as good. Uh, not as good. <laughs> How I murdered everyone. <laughs> <laughs> My best killings. In order. In order. Two, 200 to 1. <laughs> yeah. Presumably that was a your classic just wrote it as opposed to being paid to write something. He just decided to... Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know that it was ever actually released. Either. And it'd be really tiny text from yeah. page edge to page edge all the way to... It was written yeah. on the wall of his cell in his own shit. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's a quote in which he said, I could not help the fact that I was a murderer no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. Right. Yeah. An artist of death. Yeah. They could actually have not done the stuff in the same way that you choose not to sing a song. But, yeah. My need to engage in homicidal behaviour on a massive scale cannot be corrected, but uh, I have no other way to fulfil my needs. Okay. Okay, so he goes to the gallows. And he, he, he was buried in an unmarked grave in Pennsylvania. Yeah, good idea. He asked, he did request to be buried under 10 feet uh, rather than 6 feet and encased in concrete so that grave robbers wouldn't dissect his body. Mm, okay. um, and actually that was agreed to, it was granted. Good grief. I was, thought you were going to say, so they just laid him on the surface <laughs> just, and walked away. They, chucked, they <laughs> just chucked him out of the window. They just said, yeah, no, we're, yeah, we'll definitely... Definitely, yeah, do we'll that. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your honour, we promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your Our word is as good as yours, I promise you. <laughs> so, yeah, he was buried in Holy Cross Cemetery outside Philadelphia. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. In concrete. Yeah. So they know you know where he's buried, but you, it's unmarked. It was the grave marked unknown, right beside Arch Denton. Well, we now know where he's buried because, in an interesting, oh, yeah. more recent twist. Yep. His body was exhumed. Oh, why? To prove that he was in the grave, because apparently there were rumours that, with his wealth and what have you, that he had paid authorities in one of his own oh, insurance-style yeah. scams to yes, of course, for him to escape. Because that's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet those grave diggers were like, "Oh, you're joking! He's ten foot down and encased in concrete. Do we have to <laughs> exhume?" <laughs> It gets even more bizarre because there's so two people out of the the Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology were digging in what was believed to be the grave site, and they dug down and they found the coffin, and they opened the coffin, mm-hmm. and it was empty. Ooh. Ooh. But then, when they realised because of these uh, cemetery records that he had been buried at ten feet, not six feet, there was another oh, coffin yes. underneath. Mm. Encased in concrete. 
Okay. But the concrete had leached, clay it was buried in had leached together. So it wasn't, uh, hadn't set properly. So they could break into the coffin underneath um, after a few days. Yep. And inside they found some remains which were DNA tested using relatives and they were found to have been H.H. Holmes. Right, okay. It's interesting the Holy Cross Cemetery because there's a, on the body, the remains, there was a little metal cross with his name on it. So as well as they DNA tested, but it did say H.H. Holmes. <laughs> but anyone yeah, could have written He that. had a label. <laughs> he was labelled, yeah. Very good. So there. You think they'd have labelled him with his actual name rather than one of his pseudonyms? Yeah, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The building, the Murder Castle. Oh yeah, knocked down. Henry Holmes' House of Horrors was still there until 1938, when it was finally torn down. Wow. It was there okay. for a while, uh, and it's now uh, the site where it used to be is uh, Englewood Post Office. So you can go right. and see that if you like. Right. We do have some popular culture. I I kind of feel as though there's quite a lot of it. You would assume. Because it's pretty roller coaster, isn't it, in the annals of history? Yeah, historically it's well known. It's one of those sort of things that hasn't been extensively fictionalised, but it has, it's well, you know, we're still aware of it over a hundred years later. But I think American Gothic. Yes. A novel from 1974. That was a version of the story. Okay. There was, uh, in 2003, Eric Larson wrote The Devil in the White City, which is a non fiction basically talked about homes. Um, there's been a, a, num- a number of books about the story, you know, like I say, not much fictionalised, but they were going to make uh, a, a film of Devil in the White City, which they haven't done yet. Supposedly, Martin Scorsese was attached as executive producer along with Leonardo DiCaprio, who but was going is... to play Holmes. It hasn't happened But this yet. is years ago? Uh, uh, two years ago. Oh, sorry, right, OK. The oh, book God. was 2003, but they yeah. were going to make a movie... Oh, sorry, yeah. A couple of years ago, it hasn't happened. Right, yet. right, right. Never know. Yeah, I can't see Decap. I can't see DiCaprio as Holmes. To be perfectly honest, can you? A, no, a Scorsese movie of it would be just awful. <laughs> well, yeah. There you have it. The reviews it's are not, in. It's nothing against Scorsese. <laughs> um, I think it is. I've got nothing against Scorsese. It's just. It would just be a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I, I, I was thinking of the movie, uh, I think it's Bluebeard, the story of uh, Landru, the serial killer of Paris, who had a similar setup, to be honest. It's more of like that. It's more of a sort of um, shadowy, film noir kind of thing, rather than. Right. Uh, Scorsese and DiCaprio, just to me, sounds probably a little bit too. Uh, Hollywood? Yeah, a little bit too gangster rather than. Yeah. It's not sophisticated enough. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and it won't be sophisticated enough or dark enough. Yeah, it needs to be much more sort of macabre rather than overt. Yeah. Well, hopefully for you, for your sake, it's not going to be filmed. Well, yeah, it hasn't been so far. Yeah. So uh, let's hope that never happens, right, Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Screw. <up. laughs> so yeah, there's only one person who could make that film worse than Scorsese could be. Oh, go, go um, on. Well, that, Here we that'd go. be Tarantino. Ah, of course. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Who would just make it just such a kind of cheesy cowboy-style movie. Right. I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be good, the film adaptation of it. It could you be. You could play to him being 
evil genius or just play it really dark and he's horrible and yeah i think darker more subtle and sinister is the way to go hey how about this cohen brothers (laughs) possible that'd be darker (laughs) john chichiro i was about to say john chichiro yeah (laughs) john chichiro as h.h holmes (laughs) and george clooney as benjamin pinson That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've discussed over the course of this episode, just Google it or something. You can see daily true crime updates on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can email us or you can support the show with a PayPal donation. And links to all of those are on our website at truecrimediary.co.uk. Don't forget to send us a review or post one in your podcast service if you can. And all five-star reviews will get a shout-out on a future episode. Join us next time when we'll be similarly discussing and digressing on another event in true crime history. Until then, my thanks to Jed and Rue. My name's Mark and we'll see you on the next date in our true crime diary.